was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hey, Mr. Case. Lil Barron. <laughs> How are you? You know what? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's good. been a good week so far. And, you know, the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. we've talked about goals, mm-hmm. especially as it relates to health and wellness. Right. And uh, I found this article on Ethos, not that, that really confirms some of the things that we've been sharing. And so I thought, hey, let's, you know, let's keep that stay in that vein. And listen, it's still early enough (laughs) in the new year that some of us are still thinking about new year's resolutions, whether we're thinking about how we've already discarded them (laughs) or, you know, ready to kind of regroup and try it again, or maybe we're still right on track, but still early enough in the year that I thought maybe this could be helpful. Um, It turns out, Lil, that there's good news on the horizon. I'm so happy to hear that. We all need a little good (laughs) Good news, news, don't we? But it turns out there's good news on the horizon for those who may be trying to lose a little weight this year, oh, if that's good. one of your New Year's resolutions. According to a newly released report on the best diets of 2022, oh, good. this is from US News, you can achieve weight loss in a flexible, non-restrictive way. That's good news, right? That is good news. But what is <laughs> you're it? waiting for the other <laughs> the right. other shoe to drop? Yes. Right? So here, here, here's the thing. This is because the report's winner mm-hmm. in the in the 22 best best diets of 2022 from U.S. News. It is the uh, flexitarian diet. Now, okay. now we've talked before about mm-hmm. the concepts of flexitarianism. Yeah, it's an easier, more usable version of the standard vegetarian diet. So it leans oh. towards fruits and vegetables, right? Mm-hmm. So living flexitarian is enjoying low calorie plant foods and the occasional occasional animal protein, which still allows you to see changes in your weight. So this dietary option is a total win-win. That's according to registered dietitian, Kim Rose. So just as a review, what is the flexitarian diet, right? Yeah. So if you follow a vegetarian diet, you most likely avoid eating meat at all times. The flexitarian diet is kind of similar. It does lean towards plant-based, but it takes more of a flexible approach. Essentially, the individual on this diet would eat mostly plant-based items with meat-based products on occasion. So in her book, The Flexitarian Diet, Don Jackson Blattner says that a diet largely consisting of plants with smaller portions of meat can help lower risk of heart disease, cancer, as well as diabetes. So most diets kind of don't work because they just ask too much of you too soon. Amen. Is it, okay, so you, so you do agree <laughs> with that statement. They're yes. challenging, they're restrictive, they'll frustrate you into quitting before you see results. If you can't follow a diet long-term, then your results won't last long-term. Right. That's according to registered dietitian and nutritionist Sandy Brico. Brico says, one of the biggest mistakes dieters make is trying to make too many big lifestyle changes at the same time, which can be overwhelming, especially when you are already so busy, right? It's just, we all are. The biggest recommendation I can make, she says, is to focus on only one small change you want to make, master that by making it into a new habit, and then pick up your next small change. That's the secret to getting long-term results that last. In other words, as you face the new year, don't bite off more than you can chew. (laughs) (laughs) Choose choose one of the following eating habits recommended by dietitians and make it stick before going back to the buffet. Uh, So there's... 
yeah, it's, there, there's options out there, but you got you to gotta do little steps, right? If you're someone who wants to try this diet, Rose suggests stocking up on certain foods. So you got you to have your tool right. belt ready to go. She says you'll want to make sure that you have plenty of whole grains, fruits, vegetables, beans, legumes, nuts, and seeds, because these are all high in fiber. They're low in calories, and they do many wonderful things for the body, such as keeping you full for a longer period of time and helping with your satiety. So all those are good things. Right. So you want to set yourself up for success. Not only does this diet allow for more fiber and more feelings of satiety, but uh, that that helps you um, in the long term with your weight loss, but it also allows for more freedom and less restriction. And let's be honest, little diets could be hard to stick to. Yes, thank you. Right? But maybe a flexitarian approach is one for you to consider. Not not you, Lil. I'm just well, talking. No, me. The, all of us. All of us. We all we all we all ought to at least consider that. So, anyway, something to think about yeah. for the new year as we're still thinking about our resolutions. Yes, right. And giving up candy and giving up candy and other things. Yes. Right. So today's guest is a longtime athlete of the Huntsman World Senior Games and an even longer time master swimmer. Bob Welty began swimming at a young age and was good enough to get a scholarship yeah. where he swam in college. After graduating as an architect, Bob focused on raising his family, but at the age of 38, decided it was time to get back in the pool, and he's been swimming ever since. Bob, welcome to the show. Great. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) Well, we're excited to chat with you and uh, and kind of learn a little bit more about your story. So, um, you know, we we know you you had shared with us off the air that you you've kind of swam most of your life. You started out as a kid, and it was something that you took to, and obviously moved on to college. We're good good enough to swim in college, which not everybody gets that opportunity. But then I think Bob, like like many of us, you took a little bit of a break. You focused on your career. You focused on your family. Those are things that are important to do. But at age 38, you said, hey, I want to get back in the pool. Uh, what was it that brought you back? What, what was it where you said, hey, now's the time I'm getting back into it? Well, uh, during the period I, I took off from swimming, actually, I uh, was doing other sports and uh, football, basketball, softball, and, and others. And one by one, my body, my knees and my back, <laughs> things started telling me it's, it's time you, you do something that's kinder to your body and uh, there's nothing kinder to your body than swimming. So I, I said swimming would be a good thing and, and I, I, I love to race, I love to compete. So, so uh, getting back on a team and, and competing again was, was important to me and that's so that's where I decided to do it. Thirty-eight. I love it. So, yeah. so you had been a competitive swimmer, and you know, like I said, you swam in college, and uh, the competition aspect of it was was very important to you. You you alluded to that just right now as well. I'm wondering, for you, what was the difference between swimming at that competitive level previously in your life, and then getting back into masters, or or was there a difference? Oh, there wasn't a, a great deal of difference. Uh, in, in master swimming, I, I, I swim with, uh, started with Dallas Aquatic Masters, which is a, a very large team in Texas. And uh, we swim in several different pools. So you really didn't even know all your teammates. But, uh, but we had 
exceptionally good coaches, Jim Montgomery, who was 1976 Olympic champion, uh, Bobby Patton, uh, and, and without good coaching and good teammates, uh, you, you won't succeed. I, I will tell you, your viewers, that you, you, you need it. good lane mates that, that push you and, and uh, force you to be better, and, and that's important. And so when you jumped back into it, Bob, it sounds like you kind of just picked up where you had left off uh, in in having a great team and great coaches like you did at, at college when you were swimming competitively there. Uh, you mentioned some kind of big names in swimming. What was that like to be the recipient of some of the training right. from an Olympic athlete, an Olympic champion? Oh, it was great. It was great. We, uh, I have always, since I came back to master swimming, I, I trained very early in the morning. Uh, our, our team has practices morning, noon, and night, but, but I, I chose to train in the morning for two reasons. Number one, uh, my training, my, my family was still in bed sleeping, when I <laughs> so, so it, it took no, no time at all away from my family, and, uh, and it started my day really well. Uh, starting uh, your day with a workout is, is a very good thing, sharpens your mind, it just, just makes your day better. And uh, so that, that's what I started with, and that's what I've continued to do over the 50 years or whatever I've, I've been back in the water. Yeah. So it sounds like you've got a system that works for you, and uh, you continue to work that system. You had some success earlier in your career. I know you've had some success later in your career. Uh, and then, like you said, getting that mentor and that coaching and finding great teammates that push you, it's all part of the equation for sure. Um, I, you, you, you also shared with us that in 2014, you had a little bit of a scary experience in the pool. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I did. And, and this, it's important people hear this story for, for a couple of reasons. In 2014, I was swimming at a swim meet here in Texas, a long course championship meet. And in, in most meets, uh, I swim lots of events. I, I, like, to, I like to race and I, I like to swim as many events as, as they will allow me to swim. So I was swimming my fifth event of the day. This, this is... July 19, 2014, uh, I was swimming well. I, I actually won the event, and the spectators and everyone around tell me after the event, I climbed out of the water, and they watched my eyes click back, and I fell back in the water and sank to the bottom. Uh, and, of course, my timers and others dove in to pull me out. They did so, and pulled me out, they discovered I had no pulse and was not breathing. Wow. Uh, immediately, two of my teammates, two people who were very special to me this, to this very day, uh, Martin Glass and Janie Cole, began doing uh, CPR and mouth-to-mouth and, -mouth and did so for 22 minutes. Oh, wow. Bob, that is, that is I incredible. Was they tell me I was blue. They, they tell me again, people were screaming and crying at the pool. It, it must have been a dreadful thing. But I woke up uh, at, in the hospital. When I woke up, I said, well, what happened? I, I, I felt fine. And I, I tell people this because my coach told me afterwards when, when 
I saw it was you who was down on the deck. I was so surprised because you're so healthy and strong. Yeah. And I, I didn't think something like this could happen to you. And, and the reason, again, it's important for me to share my story is, is there was no pain. I, I wasn't exceptionally tired. I wasn't out of breath. There was no heart pain. There was no numbness in my body, no nothing. Nothing was different. I went from swimming fast, feeling well, to being dead in, wow. at, at the end of one race. That's quite a transition, yeah. Bob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> transition. And, and I, I went to the hospital, and they checked me out, and I said, look, you know, what happened? What caused this? You know, they, they said, we, we think probably you had some plaque or something in your arteries, although you don't have much plaque in your arteries. Uh, and it all broke loose and clogged one artery and just shut everything down. Wow. So, uh, the next day, they put one stent in my heart, and uh, the, I guess the following day, I went home, and the following week, I started rehab, and, and you'll, you'll like this part of the story. I, I'd already entered the Huntsman Senior Game. <laughs> my... My internist and my cardiologist, I'm, I'm, I'm going to work hard during rehab, and I'm, I'm going to swim in that meet. My internist said, well, if I were you, I'd never swim again. I'd never compete again. I said, well, well you're not me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank heaven, huh? Yeah. <laughs> my, my cardiologist told me, I, you know, I, I would caution you just don't swim in five or six events a day, you know. Yeah, you, cut it back a little. Go to that meet, swim in one event a day, and and see how, how you do. And, and so that that's what I did in 2014 in October. After that incident in July, I, I did go to Huntsman, and that was wow. my first swim meet after, after that incident. Wow. wow. So you, did you follow the advice and cut back a little bit on the number of events that you swam? I, I swim in only three events. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I, my, my competitor, who's a re- in your Hall of Fame, real good swimmer, Mike Freshly, he, he, he told me before I swim, I'm going to beat you. And I said, well, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> he, he said, how fast are you going to swim? I said, I, I don't know. I haven't timed myself since I died. So, so uh, it, it worked out well at that meet for me. Uh, <laughs> You beat him. I won, won three gold medals, <laughs> and, and yeah, I was was happy to, to be back swimming again. Yeah. Well, that's that's amazing, yeah. Bob. There, there's a few things in your story that really stand out to me, um, not the least of which is just your you know your your ability to be to to, to not let a roadblock <laughs> throw you off course. Um, you know your uh, determination to keep moving forward, and and I and I also appreciate that you did make some adjustments. I mean, I I'm, I think that that's important right. to recognize what's going right. on and to make a an adjustment or two. Uh, I love that part of it. I gotta also tell you, twenty two minutes of CPR is not easy. an easy feat. No. Lil and I every year we we take a CPR course. We we try to be prepared, right. you know, for just for life, but also when the games are going on. And we do like what three little rotations of you know forty or fifty compressions, and it's like it's time to move on to the right. next part of the course. Right. Twenty two minutes is is amazing, it, it and is uh, and I often ask myself, Kyle, if 
if if I were doing the CPR and, and mouth to mouth, I, I I'm not I can't tell you for sure. I would have kept that up for 22 minutes. Yeah. No, that that is a labor of love, that and is. I mean that in every sense. Absolutely. And uh, so you know, it's it's amazing to be surrounded by people. But I think that there is a message there that you you always need to be prepared because you yeah. never know what's going to happen. And to right. go out and get yourself certified or at least familiar with CPR, right. I think is a great lesson that we can learn there. Um, I, I love how again you you didn't let that become the defining moment of your life. It's just part of your story, and you've been able to continue on. Uh, now, now let me ask you this: that that first race back, obviously you cut way back, which I think was was a wise decision. Very. Do you still kind of pick and choose your events, or have you been able to work back to where you're doing multiple events a day? Where are you at with that? Uh, I am doing multiple events, <laughs> and. Uh, not always with my wife's blessing. <laughs> How are you feeling? Better be careful. But uh, but I'm I am monitoring that. I'm, I I still train hard and uh, uh, I I value the, uh, the hard work I'm able to do in the pool to, to prepare me to compete. And uh, that's that's something you can't overlook. Well, that's definitely a big piece of the puzzle for right. sure, you know, and uh, what an example there where you, you continue to work hard and, and you know, li- live live your life, like right. do the things that you want to do. And certainly you want to be careful and follow your physician's advice. And it sounds like you're doing that, but you're also working hard and trying to live out your own dreams and having fun and having right. success at the same time. So that's amazing. It is. Now, now I know that you swam for multiple years at the at the games. Our records show you've you've been here for about eight times. That first time back had to have been just a you know kind of a, a landmark, amazing memory. I'm wondering if you have any other memories from the Huntsman World Senior Games that stand out in in the time that you've competed at the games. Oh, they're all pleasant. Uh, I, I'll tell you a, a very true story. Uh, in, in swimming, as in other senior sports master's programs, uh, you compete in five-year age increments. And, and in spite of the fact you, you may be a very top swimmer, by the time you're at the top of your age group, the, the younger people in that age group <laughs> are gaining on you or passing you. So, it, uh, you know, it, it's... Uh, I swim. Uh, I, I, I swim all events in all years, but but it's it's certainly easier to, to, to do very well when I'm at the bottom of my age group uh, and and healthy and in training. And, and so I encourage people don't don't forget in in two or three years you're going to be in a different age group. <laughs> And the opportunities to win medals and, and, and to win events will, will change, and, and that's good. Well, and you know, we, we all kind of chuckle at that just a little bit, but but in all sincerity, like you said, it, it is a true story. Um, that's one of the greatest things about age group sporting events, swimming, and, and every other sport out there. Uh, the five year age increments 
that we use, it, it really is a motivator. And and you're also so right, Bob. You know, you start out, you just turn 60 and you're excited about that. And you're you're young. And again, you get a chance to live your youth over right. and over and over. And then by the time you get up to 64, you're feeling like, okay, I'm about ready to graduate. <laughs> and I, I found over the years that it's so fun to be around masters and senior athletes because they love birthdays. Mm-hmm. They love getting a little bit older and they just take that excitement and that exuberance with them. And then, you know, again, every five years you get to be the kid <laughs> and there's, there's something fun and exciting about that. Fun. And uh, let me share something that, that we don't talk about often, but, but two of my favorite people in swimming and, and they both swim at Huntsman and both as very good swimmers uh, were Graham Johnson. Uh, Graham died two years ago and, and mm. Venus Van Balen, who, who swim, I, I guess, about in 2011 or 2012, and he's gone too. So, so we, we lose some of our friends, but but many of them hang around, and, and I, I share you one other, it's kind of a non-swimming story, but it is swimming. Uh, the, there's a lady who swims every year, Flora Wong is her name, yep. oh, yeah. and her family has a birthday party for her every year. <laughs> And uh, all the swimmers at the meet attend that birthday party and get to know each other on a, a, a different basis. And I, I look so forward to seeing Flora and her family and, and being part of that party every year. It's it's one of my special moments there in, in St. George. You know, you, you've mentioned some people that we know yeah. and love. Graham Johnson was a, a, a longtime personal mm-hmm. friend of mine. I, I try to get by the swimming pool uh, every year. I, I, I don't make it to every single sport, but I have been able to make it to swimming regularly. And Graham was a, a, just a great friend. And the, the Wong family, for sure, yeah. they're a presence at the Huntsman World Senior they Games are. and definitely beloved. And it, it's fun to hear the connections that you have with some of my friends. Yeah. And, and Bob, you and I have not had a chance to to connect much, but I'm looking forward to doing that in future years. And that's one of the great things about this event is it really is a, it's a family reunion. It's a, a nonstop party and an opportunity for people to maintain, to build and maintain these friendships that really last a lifetime. It is. And, and it's always on my calendar and we'll be back again this year. I promise. <laughs> well, we look forward to it. Yes, we, we do. We've got about a minute left is all, Bob. I'm, I'm wondering what advice would you have for someone who's maybe in the same position that you were and, and thinking about, well, should I get back into my sport or, or maybe my time has passed? What would you tell that person? I, I would tell the person, uh, again, as, as I tell most people, swimming as most sports, is about 65% physical and about 35% mental. And without conquering the mental side of it, you, you probably won't do very well. So, so you know, take, take hold of, of what you have. Understand that exercise is always good for your body, whatever shape or, or you're in or whatever maladies you've had. Uh, it, it will help you get better. It will help you feel better. And maybe you can't compete at the, the same level you did when you were 20 years younger, but, but uh, the, the love of competition, the, the love of seeing your friends is, is, uh, is equally as important as winning, winning races and winning medals. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we all, we all age and 
everything that comes along with that, but your love of competition and your love of seeing people that are important to you, that never goes away. So I love it. Bob, thank you so much for joining us, for sharing your story. And we look forward to seeing you in October. Good. I will be there. (laughs) Awesome. Lil, that was that was that was cool. Yeah, good stuff there. Yeah, yeah looking forward to why to, we do to, what we do. Yeah, like absolutely. Kyle. Looking forward to tracking Bob down and uh, yeah. you know shaking his hand and, right. and uh, wishing him <laughs> good luck. Uh, just a couple of things to wrap us up here. Just a, a reminder: we opened our team registration, as you know, yeah. Lil, on January first. We have four hundred and ninety-five teams oh that have already gosh. registered. Some of the age divisions have already reached their participation caps. Don't get frustrated or disappointed. Right. Just get on the waiting list. We do everything we can to get in as many teams as possible. You won't get in if you aren't on the waiting right. list. So get get your get your team on that list. If your division is closed, you don't want to miss out. On March first of twenty. 2022 registration for the individual athletes will open. And we want to remind everybody that the dates of the 2022 games are set for October 3rd through the 15th. Mm-hmm. So put that on your calendar. And uh, if you want to come and compete like Bob does, yeah. uh, you can get all that information at seniorgames.net. And uh, we'll soon have our latest Living Your Best Life webinar there available to rewatch. We visited with Kelly Welker about how to get your body the fuel that it needs. There's there's so much stuff wow. all available at seniorgames.net. We want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games. We take uh, Active Life, the show is the Active Life. We take the live show and we turn it into a podcast. And then, of course, you can subscribe anywhere that you find podcasts, and we would encourage you to do so. Uh, you can also find this show as well as previous ones right on our website. And once again, that is seniorgames.net. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought. Okay. It comes from the unflappable Mae West. Ooh. And she said, You only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. <laughs> Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.